Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, November 12th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. Now, it's very important to know, and I'm sure you have noticed at this point, that it's been a lot of me and Ashley this week. It's <laughs> nothing but, baby. We're here. Right. So, uh, if, if what I'm trying to say is that you're noticing that Matt is gone. Well, Matt is gone tonight. However, his voice will be heard throughout the episode because <laughs> he wrote yes. this script and I am going to read it verbatim. Yeah. I not saw... A, not a single bit of difference. So no. any, I mean, anything I'll, we say, I'll we're being... I will... Yeah, yeah. We're being held against our will is what we're trying to say. Um, there, the ransom there, notes are in the mail. Right. Like, there are sentences that <laughs> I... They obviously lean, I think, closer to what Matt... Okay, I'm just going to get into it. Sure. All right. Here we go. Oh, by the way, speaking of Matt, lastly, I want to say that, like... <laughs> We are going to see Tom Sesma in a Sherlock Carol, and I am really excited about it. I am too, yeah. Yeah, like, the uh, interview that he did with Tom is on Patreon, I believe, and Mm -hmm. it dropped yesterday, which I didn't realize, so... um, Uh, Hopefully hopefully you did, though, because we don't pay attention to anything we do, obviously. We're trying. We're trying out here. (laughs) We are Uh, doing something, though, at the end of this episode... Right. So for our, uh, also for our Patreon subscribers, wink, wink, nod, nod. Here's a kiss. I don't know from me. Sure. <laughs> Dana H is finally entering the chat. Yes. Uh, it will never leave because it's it all I think about. Leave. Ashley and I are thrilled to bring you that conversation. And um, we're, you know, just going to talk about it throughout so that you don't uh, log off because it's going to be good. So let's get into the news for Thursday and starting out with a bummer. Unfortunately, we got that late Thursday afternoon news that after initially being scheduled to play through January 2nd at Circle in the Square Theater, Chicken and Biscuits will have its final performance on November 28th. Mm -hmm. You know, this news comes right after the new play announced an extended cancellation through November 18th because of a COVID uh, case outbreak within the company. Um, as, As we covered, you know, the other day, you know, the play had initially canceled performances from November 9th through November 11th as well. Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. now the production will resume performances on November 19th. This is the second Broadway production following the closing announcements of Dana H. and Is This a Room to post a closing notice since the industry reopened, though Dana and Room have slightly reversed their closing notices just for a, a multi-week <laughs> extension. It's just... You know, like it's it's just a bummer because these are like plays that we were taking a chance on. Right? And it shouldn't have been. I hate yeah. the phrase of taking a chance. I'm not saying. Like, no, sure. <laughs> it's just that we don't get to see uh, plays as often uh, reopening an entire industry, right? So producers cited the significant financial impact of the show's cancellations for the play's closure. The Broadway News article noted that many empty seats at the theater over the past few weeks, but they also hinted that the play may have a future life on tour and within regional theaters in their statement saying that, quote, this is certainly not the final bow for this groundbreaking work or its players. We are incredibly excited about the future plans for Chicken and Biscuits, for which we have great demand from touring companies and regional theaters. So, you know, they know that there's an extended life for this play, which is wonderful. Yeah, that is the goal, right? That is the goal, um, because obviously this is disappointing. Like, you know, like you said, this was supposed to run through January 2nd. And honestly, like when I looked on the website 
uh, earlier in the week, I guess, just to kind of check on some stuff. Uh, they initially made it sound like they were going to have another block of tickets on sale, which is kind of what I right. said on the show the other day of like, it's supposed to currently run through January 2nd, but like kind of the, all the language I saw was like, we're going to be, you know, we might be having some more tickets come on sale for anything yeah. after January 2nd. And then to get this, it's, it's honestly kind of a surprise. Um, circle in the square is honestly a really difficult theater. I think to have any show in, but unless it's like the most lauded show of the season, cause those seats are expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I didn't get to see this. I think you saw it, right? No, I didn't. Oh, I thought you did. No. Mm. Uh, so I can't, like, I can't speak to the staging of it or anything. I don't know if there is a way that this could have not been seen in the round and had it, like, on a standard set and that would have made it so it could sell better. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I can't speak to that. It's just, it's always disappointing to see shows end up closing early like this um but this is yet another instance that we've seen where just like people aren't necessarily ready to spend money it's a difficult time of the year to spend money uh and people in general just like aren't feeling ready to go to the theaters and unfortunately we have some really excellent shows that are kind of taking the hit because of that like you said like this isn't necessarily taking a chance but it is in a way because it's kind of these smaller shows more experimental shows and for that matter shows actually written and led by black casts that are taking the hit because they're the ones that got put on the stage first well because everybody was trying to outwoke each other and everybody was trying to say like oh when well i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure that i put my show in a disenfranchised voice and i'm like okay cool Uh, what but don't don't do them a disservice don't throw money at it without don't put Doing them on the front line. And- exactly. Yeah. 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 <sighs> so moving on, the film adaptation of Jonathan Larson's musical Tick, Tick, Boom, like we were talking about yesterday yeah. with Andrew Garfield's voice. Uh, they had its world premiere on Wednesday at the AFI Fest, and, you know, the first reviews are in. The stage-to-screen adaptation marks the directorial debut of Lin-Manuel Miranda, and it stars Andrew Garfield, Robin DeJesus, Alexandra Ship, Joshua Henry. You know who's been left out of this conversation mm. completely? Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, keep uh, keep forgetting that one. <laughs> uh, Michaela J. Rodriguez, who we love, Bradley Whitford, Tariq Trotter, and then Judith Light, and you know a ton of other theater people, I'm sure. The movie is in select theaters nationwide now and will be available on Netflix beginning on the 19th. So here's what critics had to say. Peter DeBruge of Variety said that what's refreshing about the debuting director's approach is that it feels relatively egoless. His style is playful and energetic, often intercutting between multiple threads within a given song or scene, but it doesn't feel as if Miranda is calling attention to himself so much as trying to open up the show to give it the wings that Jonathan sings about in the final number. That's nice. That's That's very encouraging, right? 
Okay, so up next is Clarice Lowry of The Independent, who wrote, Garfield is happy to play along with the Broadway lovin'. He is so wide-eyed, open, loving, and present in the role in ways that constantly pull the film back from the brink of self-indulgence. You believe wholeheartedly that he is Larson and has always been, which is especially impressive considering he has almost no previous singing experience. He worked with Liz Kaplan Studios. I'm just throwing that in there. She posted a thing. Uh, Miranda, meanwhile, cuts between the narrative and Jonathan's retelling of that narrative on stage as a nod to the monologue structure of Larson's original show. It's a neat little metaphor in itself, reminding us of how the artistic mind is constantly interpreting personal experience as potential material, a fact which at one point becomes crucial to the plot. These are, uh, I'm really stunned by these reviews. Like they are incredibly stunned, but I'm certainly delighted. They're just so straightforward in in praising both of their work. Like, it's honestly really exciting. Okay, so finally, Todd Gilchrist of The Rap said, On a level of sheer cinematic flourish, Miranda's adaptation is a triumph. He really harnesses Larson's songs for the screen and gives them tremendous life, whether or not you'd seen them before on stage. In an early number featuring Jonathan and Michael, as the latter moves into a fancy new apartment, Miranda plays the camera speeds in a way that feels fun and exciting. And for the most part, he balances the black box simplicity of Larson's performance of his own musical as a form of narration, the romanticized squalor of low-rent New York living, and the more calculated theatricality of his main character's digressive fantasies. Wow. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I'm delighted. I mean, we talked... So we talked about this, what, yesterday, um, as far as how great this looks so far. Um, so to see the clips and to see the trailers, it's like, yeah, this looks beautiful. Uh, what's going to actually happen with the film? Uh, apparently the trailers were not all show. <laughs> so that yeah. makes me so, so happy. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not surprised, but like I said, I'm absolutely delighted by this. We talked about it yesterday that like, this is kind of, unless you're not wrapped up in the theatrical world, this is kind of a difficult show to market because you can't really do it otherwise, other than, you know, about the creator of Rent from the creator of Hamilton and you have to kind of do it through the lens of other shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that this seems like such a strong film across the board, it looks like that doesn't matter. And I think that's kind of the greatest compliment that you can give to a musical adaptation on the screen. Yeah, um, I, it makes me really excited to see this film, like I was telling you yesterday. So um, mm-hmm. here we go. I guess I'm, I might have to wait till the 19th. I mean, it's coming to Netflix. It's yeah. coming. Yeah, it is. Might as well stay home, right? Okay, so, so sticking so with the true. reviews. So true. We're going to have to. So also opening up on Wednesday is the new off-Broadway show, Trevor the Musical. The show stars Holden William Hagelberg, currently running at stage 42. And again, we have been hearing about this Trevor musical adaptation forever. Uh, yeah. So it's it's finally nice to have people that have seen it, right? So Jesse Green of the New York Times says, The result is a bizarrely cheery and thus tonally incomprehensible show in which everything potentially painful is anesthetized by saccharine songs and middle school cliches okay less good uh, less good less than the good. tick tick boom stuff 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's interesting because all the stuff that I've read so far has been positive. So I'll keep going. We've got more. So Ali- yeah. We've got more. Elisa Gardner, uh, writing for the New York Stage Review, said, Librettist, lyricist Dan Collins and composer Julianne Wick Davis have fleshed out Celeste Lissens' story about a middle school lad grappling with his sexuality in 1981 suburbia and turned it into a show that is at once breezily entertaining and genuinely heartwarming. This feat is all the more impressive in light of current tensions concerning issues of sexual orientation and gender. Adam Feldman of Time Out, who, of course, I've, as I said before, is usually my favorite, gave the show Likewise. four out of five stars, which Hell is, yeah. I mean, big moves. The appeal of Trevor still rests on the flouncing shoulders of its young title character, who is on stage for the whole show. Hagelberger happily is a plucky delight. I think that's really joyful. I like seems that. Honest. I like that more. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. The thing, yeah. so, so the thing about this and kind of everything I've heard about this from multiple people is like it's it's a feel good show. And I think if you're going into that and why I usually have a problem with the Times reviews for any kind of show like this um, and especially this show, because I keep getting like watching YouTube, I keep getting ads like every single ad break for the show. And like because it just the ad just shows Holden and he just seems like really sweet and i i don't i don't like the i don't like jesse green's bizarrely cheery in there i think that yeah to me without seeing the show and i was supposed to see it on tuesday night before my body betrayed me this week oh, um yeah. yeah good times like uh, yeah i i it, it seems really pessimistic to me which i should kind of expect at this point but i think if you know what you're getting into for this show and you're going in with those expectations like just enjoy a show that's maybe not as much substance as some of the other shows that you'll see this season but it's it it, it is what it's supposed to be and i'm happy with that yeah So let's take a moment from the show to talk about our Patreon. So like we said at the top of the show, Matt is bringing you so many great conversations. Ashley and I are going to be reviewing even more shows now that Matt has seen 600 shows. Um, He'll also be uh, (laughs) giving you his takes on everything. And and we're able to keep the lights on thanks to you all, our patrons and listeners. So please continue to support us by being a Patreon and getting getting the news before everybody else. The perks are really good. Just go to patreon.com slash Broadway radio to find out more. On Thursday, the La Jolla Playhouse announced the first four shows of their 2022-2023 season, and they will kick things off with a long-awaited run of Carson Kritzer and Matt Gold's Lempicka. The show, which had its initial La Jolla run, canceled due to the pandemic and will now play June of uh, next year. So no casting was announced, of course, but Rachel Chavkin and Raja Feather Kelly will return to direct and choreograph the Broadway-bound show. So excited for it. Yeah. I mean, that's it's coming for sure. Next up will be the world premiere of Here There Are Blueberries, which will run July and August of next year. Then in August and September, the Angard uh, Arts production of Fandango or for Butterflies and Coyotes will play. And then in September and October, Lauren Yee's Mother Russia will have its world premiere, which I'm very excited about. So the season mm-hmm. will also feature a yet-to-be-announced reimagined classic directed by Christopher Ashley and a new musical to be directed by Will Davis, which will be announced shortly. Nice. Yeah. Last up, it really is a shame that Matt's not on the show today, and I know he misses it, even though goodness knows he'll 
probably not listen to us badger his words around because holy crap. <laughs> uh, but on Thursday, Marvel announced that the Tony winning team, Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman have written a song for a fictional musical about Captain America, which will be featured in the upcoming Disney plus Marvel series, Hawkeye in the show. Hawkeye played by Jeremy Renner goes to Broadway to see the new musical based on the life of his former Avengers colleague, Steve Rogers, Captain America. The first trailer seemed to suggest that the show was playing at the Lump Fontaine. The first uh, episode of Hawkeye will start on Disney Plus November 24th. So literally mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, like oh, yeah. everyone's going to be watching that. Yeah, I won't. So I guess I'm not literally, but enjoy, Matthew. <laughs> Uh, finally, in our feel-good recommendations, this is funny. Okay, so my friend in comedy, Dylan Adler, who, by the way, has a show uh, called Rape Victims Are Horny Too, and it nice. is an incredibly funny musical comedy show. You've got to follow him on TikTok. He's he's such a sweetheart. Mm. Uh, and then Calvin Seabrooks teamed up for their Lin-Manuel Miranda and Billy oh Porter God. chemistry test impersonation it's for incredible. the Wicked movie. It's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's important. I like, saw... I saw it on Wednesday night as I was like falling asleep and going through TikTok as you do. Um, and this is actually mm -hmm. the second video from Calvin that I've seen that's been a Billy Porter impersonation. And yeah. the, both of them knocked me out. The first one was like actually that Billy responded to of like a Mortal Kombat theme mm -hmm. done by Billy. Excellent. Every single Lin-Manuel uh, impersonation just knocks me on my ass. I find it the funniest thing ever. And I love this one. It's so good. Yeah, you need to go and and I think I actually talked about this on show earlier, like when the Mulan movie was coming out because he does an impersonation oh my God. of uh the original cartoon, the guy that's like running around and helping everyone at like the army camp oh. with like the blue robe. <laughs> oh my god, the way Love he it. does so that's just my recommendation is like, okay, I'm glad everyone's getting hooked on these guys. Yeah. But like great. Go go back in the history. Also, I'm sad like, that my my Jennifer Coolidge, uh, Madame Morrible, Wicked audition did not make our list for recommendations oh for Matt. I'm sorry. Yeah, Matt. It's okay. What are you doing? What are you doing, sir? It's incredible. I mean, if we're going to talk about it. We are. Finally, Ashley, I feel like I can speak for... Okay, let me stop right now for our <laughs> listeners. Just as a reminder... <laughs> Matt wrote this script. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, so I'm yeah. gonna read this it again verbatim. Time, this is the only time we're reading anything completely verbatim in this show because some things just don't go as they need to. To quote Little Women, the musical, "Some things aren't meant to be." Yeah. <laughs> here, here are Matt's words through my mouth. And finally, Ashley, I feel like I can speak for you when talking about my feel-good recommendation Here for today. Go. All right. You and I are so thoroughly and genuinely overjoyed by the fact that we both will be seeing shows with our dear, beloved friend and colleague, Matt Kennedy, this yeah. weekend. That literally, nothing else in the world matters Ignore my other note. than that. <laughs> Ignore the note that I've added to um, the script. Yeah. I will be seeing Assassins with him tonight, and you will be seeing a couple of things with him on Sunday. And I know that for both of us, those evenings will likely be the highlights <laughs> of our week. Nay. No. Weeks? Nay? Mm -hmm. Years? Years. Because it has been years since you have seen Matt in person, and I have yet to actually meet him. <laughs> I don't think Matt's real, by the way. I don't think he's an actual human No, person. he's actually just a cardboard figure that people have been posing with all week. I don't, I, I don't see what you're talking about. It's like John Cena. Yeah. Um, I don't see him... 
This is the last one that he wrote, okay? Mm -hmm. So this weekend feels like the culmination of a lifetime of buildup, at least for me, and neither fame, fortune, or the Weisslers actually casting an Asian-American woman as Dawn and Waitress again could make me happier than seeing (laughs) Matt tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is feel good. What can I say? What, what can oh. I what what could I add to that? No, we gotta go from there. Oh, we love <sighs> you, Matt. You gotta Plus, stop. We love you, I'm Matt. never gonna meet you. <laughs> uh, this is the point where we split off. So um if you're a Patreon subscriber, there's more on this episode as we continue the conversation and talk about our experiences with Dana H yeah. on Broadway and off. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, mistakes have been made. Mm-hmm. And you know how to rectify that. So yeah. there's still time. You can head over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio to get the full episode now. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on social media at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. Thank you guys so much. We will see you uh, next week. Bye.